0: You're listening to The South Stands, a Buckeye football podcast by Ohio State fans for Ohio State fans on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Welcome back to The South Stands, a Buckeye football podcast by Ohio State fans, for Ohio State fans. From the West Coast, I'm your host, Zach Moore. Today is Thursday, September 8th, and I'm very happy to be joined once again by fellow South Stands contributor Paige Van Horn from Denver, PBH. How's it going, my friend? It's going well, buddy.
1: Thursday, soon to be Friday. Had a cameo stop by from Mr. Michael Corcoran today, so it's been a been an interesting uh, afternoon,
0: Mikey. <laughs> all right, we are also joined by fellow contributor Chad Plummer. You just heard his voice from Cleveland. CP, what's the word from the 216? What's, what's up? 216 is
2: all right, man. It's <laughs> kind of like getting that little fall in the air kind of thing. Man. Oh, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, I love it. I love day. it. Just got home, poured myself a nice uh. I'd say four, four and a half finger Tito's and uh, I'm talking to
0: you boys now. All right. Now turn upside down. All right, my friend. (laughs) You like a
2: slow
1: Monday night for you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Everyone is lubricated and ready to go. So, of course, we are here to have a second look at number three, Ohio State's 21 to 10 win over number eight, Notre Dame in the Horseshoe last Saturday night. Those are their updated rankings in this week's AP poll, by the way. We'll also spend a little time looking back uh, at our predictions for that game and what each of us got right mm-hmm. and what we got wrong. I'm afraid there's probably a lot more in the latter category than in the former. Uh, finally, we'll spend a few minutes talking about the Buckeye's next opponent, the Arkansas State Red Wolves of the Sun Belt Conference, who visit the shoe this Saturday at noon Eastern. So as both of you know, I was at the game last Saturday, and I, yeah, you know, I remember looking up at the scoreboard with about six minutes to play in the third quarter, and it's 10-7 Notre Dame. The Irish have the ball. Ohio State had just missed a field goal at the end of the first half that would have tied it at 10. They open the third quarter with a three and out, followed by a second drive that stalls at their own 38. And I'm thinking, this game is going exactly how Marcus Freeman drew it up. Ohio State's going to do it again. They're going to lay another egg against a marquee non-conference opponent in the shoe. I mean, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Thankfully, Ohio State ends up pulling it out of the fire. But PVH, I want to start with you. And before you share your observations, what were you thinking at that stage of the game, late third quarter, Ohio State trailing 10-7? to 7?
1: I, You know, it's, it, when you said that, I, you know, it kind of flashed back. To, I really wasn't nervous, right? Like, I think the, the Oregon game, there was way more like the freak meter was at about eight at <laughs> half-time. Uh-huh. Um, for, for Notre Dame I never really felt that way I, I definitely you know you always say hey look second half you're gonna get the ball make a statement go down score a touchdown and even when they didn't do that and I did they go three and out on that drive um, you know maybe at that point there was a little bit of concern but I wasn't overly concerned at any point, I was kind of just equating it to rust and, you know, those types of things. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into that more sort of my observation. But um, I, I wasn't that freaked out by it. I was disappointed. But right. I wouldn't say that, you know, I was, you know, thinking that at any point during that game that they would
0: lose. Okay. All right. Uh, before you give us your observations, Chad, how about you? Where was your concernometer at that point in the game with six minutes of playing the third quarter the Buckeyes down
2: 10-7? Well, you know what? I, uh, I honestly, it was very from the beginning of the day. I mean, it was just like surreal. I was telling the cougar, I'm like, like, there's like, this is really strange because usually I'm getting. It doesn't matter who the opponent is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting a little tweaked, you know, a little anxiety in there. Yeah. Like, okay, like, not sure what I should do. Should I have a drink? Should you know, whatever the case may be. But I, I, I just and that's it at was eight a.m. when you yeah right exactly. Have <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like the combo – and and even leading up to the game, I I didn't like but nothing at all, man. And I was kind of like, all right, this is fine. We're not going to lose this game, you know, and, and, and the end of shoe. So like literally I, it's bizarre and I, and I can't explain it. Um, I, I would love to mirror that for every game and following, you know, every Saturday until the college football playoff, but right. Um, but you know, I, I was calm. I, I really wasn't worried about it. You know, okay. I, I felt like things were coming together and then they would, I mean, you know, okay. They did, but. All right. So what if I'd so, like to been up two touchdowns, three touchdowns? Yeah. I, th- <laughs> I think I said it would be over halfway through the third quarter. Yes, so. you did. Okay. Yeah. So
0: concernal meter started at zero and remained at zero, even though they were trailing that late in the third quarter, yeah. 10-7. Okay.
1: All uh, right. I, I wouldn't go that far. There was a level of concern, but... Did you really think they were going to lose that game sitting there in the stadium?
0: I, I, yeah, there was time. There was plenty of time. They were only down three. And, you know, Notre Dame at that stage had, you know, the, they had had a couple of plays that were, you know, kind a of little fluky. And I was like, OK, you cut down, you know, on, the, on their one touchdown drive, right, there was the long pass play against Burke where the kid juggled the ball a few different times and brought it down. There was the opening, you know, play from scrimmage where Josh Proctor misses the tackle, goes for a long you know, along uh, reception. Those were kind of fluky. So yeah, I guess I was feeling okay. But you know me guys, my, my concern on is always, you know, several points above both of yours. I was a little concerned. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. I, I, I was um, not expecting Ohio State to be uh, in that, you know, predicament at that stage of the game. What's the hell of a seat you had, Z? Uh, yeah, well, t- a nice you, little view. I paid enough for it. Jesus. Yeah, you did. <laughs> were you just surrounded by Notre Dame fans? No, no. It was all Ohio State fans. We were. they oh, happened to cool. be on the visitor side, but no, it was uh, it was a sea of scarlet and gray around me. Thankfully. Oh, good, good, good.
2: Yeah, but you know, the the you are the uh, kind of the glue because if like if you, if it wasn't for you and the concern, you know, it would just be
0: all hell loose.
2: Like
0: <laughs> we got to have some kind of reality. Yeah, yeah, totally right. <laughs> And that's what I try to provide here, right? Um, so, all right, PBH, back to you, my friend. What what about that performance on Saturday night stood out to you?
1: Well, the first thing is I, I I did chuckle at I don't it was maybe the third punt of the game, in the year that they honor the. 2002 national championship with jim trussell <laughs> right. how how big the punting game became in that game oh like my it's God. pretty damn ironic if you can think about it <laughs> i don't funny. know how many times they punted the ball but it was a fair amount and that that was one thing that i, I kind of smiled at at some point during the second quarter um <laughs> you know here, here's the thing it sucks to say and you kind of alluded to it when you did your solo recap we don't I don't know what to make of that game because at the end of the day, we really don't know how good Notre Dame's going to turn out to be. If they, you know, lay some eggs and drop three games, then, you know, we're going to look back on this and say, yeah, you know, maybe we're not as good as we thought we were, but until the season plays out, I mean, it's, it's really hard to tell. I mean, it seemed to me, uh their defense is legit, right? for mm-hmm. sure they got some players mm-hmm. um but but very limited on offense, which is I think one thing that you pointed out that we you know we might have gotten right um but you know it's the the jury's gonna be out to see you know a few more games, you know truly, if this was hey, were we a little bit rusty or Notre Dame turns out to be a pretty hell of a good team,
0: yeah um. In answer to your question, the the PBH after, in answer to your question, there were thirteen punts in the game. Eight by Notre Dame and five by Ohio State. A lot of punting. Right. I mean, come on. The ghost
1: of Jim Trussell in the stadium, right? I mean, that had that had to be it. Maybe we could just chalk it up to that. I mean, that could have been the whole reason why that game went that way. <laughs> um, I know I know you're gonna push back on me for this. I know, and you're gonna be like, that's absurd. But are we really sure that Travion Henderson is a better back than Mayan? Wins?
2: Oh boy, here we go. One hundred and fifty percent. You just guys, saying. dude, they're not I, even on the same I, level. Oh my god. Go ahead, BBH.
1: Finish I, your take. Okay. And go ahead. I, I'm just, I'm just saying, and I, I think I recall last year saying, are we really sure that you know Jackson Smith and the Jigba is not better than Olave and Wilson? Well, right? you, so that's absurd.
0: Yeah, well, you, know? I, I, you so were I'm that was a good take. For- I, I, I'm going to disagree with you on this one, but please, go ahead, finish.
1: <laughs> okay, so I'm not 100% saying that, but my God, that, that guy runs with just reckless abandon. And, you know, I know that Trayvon has this breakaway capability, but it doesn't happen that often. And I'm not, it has nothing to do against Chad boy, Trey Trey, but I'm just saying Williams is a beast, and he's going to get a lion's share of the carries going forward. That's my prediction
0: wow Um, okay the other thing is i
1: think i think we all definitely need to step back and and sort of recognize how just awesome Olave and wilson were oh yeah um i get that certain points they were probably dropping nine guys back Mm -hmm. um and you know it was probably more difficult you know for them to get open one thing that you know i i definitely got wrong i think most people got wrong is like well hell we've got you know, Harrison and Abuka, and we're just gonna reload at that position. And those guys are gonna be good. But my God, how great were Wilson and Olave. And oh. I think, you know, not having them on the field, we definitely felt it in that game. Yeah. Um, you also have to give credit for Notre Dame and the scheme that they played, and they probably took, you know, part of that away from Day. Mm-hmm. Um, but See. and that sort of leads into my, my my last observation. Something else you alluded to, Zach, was is it is it maybe time to be a wee bit concerned with the way Ryan day calls the game because he just seems so hell bent to do what he wants and not sort of adjust and maybe what the defense is doing and take what it gives you, you know, it's mm-hmm. like he he gets there eventually, but you know, it, when you just running the ball three, four or five yards per carry, and you know, I know you're going to mix it up and, you know, God knows the guy makes $9 million and I don't. And this is what he gets paid to do. But I, you know, he's kind of like, Jesus, dude, if they're dropping nine in coverage, run the ball. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, you, you kind of talked about it a little bit. Right. You know, I mean, he's still kind of young in this capacity to completely call a game. But I, I think it's a fair point to sort of say, dude, just take what the defense gives you. And, you know, if they're going to drop nine in coverage, from the goddamn ball.
0: I mean, in my estimation, this is the third time since 2020 that we've seen Ryan Day kind of fall into this trap. He forces the issue throwing the ball when it's just not there. The first time was the 2020 uh, Big Ten title game against Northwestern. And Northwestern, it, they basically had the same game plan as Notre Dame in this game, dropping eight, nine guys, right. eight guys in coverage. And uh, the running game was there from the beginning. Uh, most especially in that game. And then we remember the record-setting performance that Trey Sermon had in that game. Last year's Nebraska game, another example of that, he was, Day was bound and determined to force the issue throwing the ball, Uh, almost to his detriment. It almost cost Ohio State the game. I I don't think there was as as much room to run in that game as there was in the Big Ten title game, but I thought the running game was there. And I remember specifically talking about that in our post-game pod. And now this game against Notre Dame, I mean, look. I mean, he, as I said in our in the, in the recap pod, uh, Day is a he likes to be aggressive in the passing game. That is his calling card. But I, I'm with you, PVH. I wish he would have come around to the run game much sooner than he did. It was fortunate that uh, you know he didn't wait much longer because it was getting kind of late. Um, CP, how about you? Yeah. What, what what did you see from that performance that really stood out to you?
2: Well first of all i mean as much as i love my boy vancation i've got to just say a couple <laughs> things <here. laughs> um now trust me i'm a big fan of Mayan. okay the meatball i know he doesn't like that anymore the dude is a full-on like just a he's a man he's a horse like the kid can run the ball he just mm-hmm. like he's not a, he just not, it doesn't matter what's in front of him he's gonna run you over all right now Trayvon, dude trey that guy is—he's a future. The future, like he'll be going in the top fifteen draft picks when he after next year.
0: And most running I'll bet backs, hundred. He
1: doesn't. I'll bet you a hundred bucks he doesn't. All right. Okay.
0: All right. Let's document that. You guys are $100 both on record right now.
1: <laughs> hundred dollars.
0: He's not. You his. got it. Let's go. First
1: round, through. top fifteen for hundred. <laughs> First
0: round, top twenty. Let's do that.
2: Uh,
1: oh, so a <laughs> 20? No, I'll
2: stick with 15, man. No, he's gonna like, no, 15. Let's go. 100 bucks. All right, I'll, you know what? I'll split you the difference 17 for a hundred. So he's got
0: oh, one more okay. year after this. So it'd be the 20, yeah, 2024 20, draft. Year yeah. After this. yeah, yeah, right, right.
2: No way. I wouldn't make that bad this year, obviously, but like they're, they're totally different. Like they're, they're, they're on another level. Trayvon, you, you're, you're gonna, so you're gonna say that like after one. One game, and then like you, like the comment that you made, like back me up here that that like he rarely does that his breakaway speed. Like I, I don't know how many runs last year that he had were that were just fantastic. Like I mean, breaking a tackle and then like just like you know leaving people behind. I don't know, understand like why I, you would say that.
1: I'm not saying he's not a good back. I'm just not convinced that he's head and shoulders better than Williams
2: all right well okay i got you i'm not i'm not saying i'm not holding you like i know you're like you know but i'm like i i think there's like you know what hey it's a great thing to have but when it comes down to the big 10 schedule trayvon will be the man okay so and there's a thing like you the comment you made about Olave and wilson missing now i don't i don't agree with that either um those guys are you know Harrison and Booker, they're they're just as good if not better by the time they end their Ohio State career than both of those guys and what is happening and you you you, you know alluded to it earlier about they're dropping nine back of course and you know what and, and I and I I don't want to like disagree with you about like day maybe like needing to tweak up like the call, you know, game calling it's at, at certain points, but you know what? I, I mean, I think he wanted to like, you know, I, he, I don't think he's going to like show everything right out of the gate, man. This offense is insane. And I, I, am going to like throw a little bit more on the offensive line than anything else. And they, you know, the second half, they start playing a little bit over oh, that first half, that offensive line. What were they doing? Like, I, they, like, they weren't really blocking that well. I mean, like, as far as I could tell, I mean, you know, and I, I felt like I was watching pretty much every play.
0: Um, I, I thought I the run know. game, I thought the run game was there early and you could see it. There was a graphic. So, I, you know, I went back and watched the game a couple of times on YouTube and there was a graphic on the telecast. It was late in the second quarter and they showed Trebian Henderson's stats at the time. And he was averaging eight yards a carry, but he only had four carries. And, you know, right. again, this, this is kind of going back to today's stubbornness to force the issue. And I believe the, the, the ratio, the, the first half, 19 pass plays to nine. Uh, running place for day. Right. Um, I, I I do just want to comment real quickly, to CP, before you go on. I, okay. I, I look. I mean, Mayan Williams has turned out to be much better than than we all expected. I, I definitely Mayan. give him credit for that. He he makes an excellent, you know, second back uh, for Ohio State. They're going to need a guy, the kid like him, the the his style of running, um, you know the 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 strength and, and uh, toughness that he runs with. They're going to need him in Big Ten play. They're also going to need him to, to you know, kind of uh, take a, the 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 load off Travion Henderson, right? He's a smaller back. But I just feel like Henderson has a home run hitting ability that Mayan Williams doesn't. And we saw it, uh, you know, over and over again last year. Now, he did wear down toward the end of the season, was dealing with some injuries. Also, we have to remember, he did not play football his senior year of high school. So he went from his junior year, took a year off, and then went straight to Ohio State. <laughs> Um, I, I just feel like he has big playability that Williams right. doesn't. And that's why I think he should be the lead back. And I actually thought he was criminally underutilized in this game, similar to Nebraska last year, where he right. didn't get enough touches. I'd like to, I would have liked to see him more involved in the passing game, and I would exactly. have liked to see him a little more I'm carries. And, and by the way, he is a more physical runner between the tackles than people uh, give him credit. Uh, he ran over Z. Brandon Z. Joseph. Uh, Yes, uh, uh, Notre Dame's all-American. Right, he ran over Brandon Joseph. Uh, He's an all-American safety, and that was on Ohio State's final possession of the game, and the whole stadium went ooh when that happened. I put him on his butt. You know, Z, I don't think Paige watched that. when I sent out that through the text (laughs)
2: thread, have you seen that (laughs) Paige? It's
0: a big time hit. Yeah,
2: yeah, I did see that. And guess what?
0: What does that
1: prove that he's tough? Yeah. What, What does that prove? I mean, by the way. Like you shouldn't do that, right? Because he's not as, you know, stocky and as durable as Williams. Right. So what, you know, and if he's elusive, then don't take those hits. And I think that's actually part of his problem is that he wants to be this huge fucking tough guy. And by the way, he did get banked up and he was, he was definitely, you know, not the back he was in the second half of the season, you know, coming out of the first. And and I'm not saying he's not a good back. I'm not saying that at all. I mean, it's great that we have two. Mm-hmm. But so what if you put a guy on his ass? Does it get you an extra six points on the scoreboard? No. <laughs> well, so but isn't that what Trae people love but about Mayan Williams? If that's not that's your game. Not but but that's, point, that's what people Johnny.
0: love about Mayan Williams, though, yes, is that is. he's a physical runner. And and yeah. well, Henderson. Well, right. So
1: let Williams yep. do that and let, and let Trey just go down. I'd rather see him fly, for Christ's sake. Well, What I, good I, does it do to just try and pulverize a guy when that's not your body type and really shouldn't be your running
0: style. Yeah, and I don't think he runs like that all the time. But he he is a physical runner that can that can make that can run over dudes if needed, uh, and he can run between the tackles if needed. And you're going to have to do that in 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 Big Ten play for sure. I, I'm not ready to go there with your PVH. I mean, if if Mayan Williams is going to establish himself as the better back, I need to see. Two or three more uh, you know, games of this. And by the way, if you look at the final stat lines, Trayvon Henderson, 15 carries, 91 yards. Mayan, 14 carries, 84 yards. So people that want Mayan Williams to have more carries, I mean, they basically split. It was basically an even split. And and they went to yeah. Williams in the late going when everybody in the stadium knew they were going to run the ball. And to his credit, Williams. You know he delivered. He was good. I'm not going to deny that. He's he's a very good second back who could probably start for most other teams in the Big Ten. But I just feel like Travion Henderson has big play ability. We've seen it before. We saw it last year many times. We saw it against Purdue late in the season. We saw it against Penn State in a moment when they really really needed to have some big plays. He was huge in that game for them, even though the going was really tough for him earlier in that game. So. I just, you know, give me the guy that has the home run hitting ability. That's the guy that I want as my lead back. Um, but I understand. Look, Mayan Williams appeals to a lot of Ohio State fans, right? He, wake, he wakes up the echoes of the Carlos Hydes and, you know, the Pete Johnsons, right? Ohio State fans love physical runners. I totally get it.
2: It's not even up for yeah, debate. It,
0: we spent way too much time not. on this. <laughs> That's a fact. No, okay. no. I mean, we I, think it's, I think it's a good debate. I actually think it's a good debate because too, a lot we'll of people look. are are calling for Mayan Williams to get more carries. Now, the other thing is, I'm is that me. on that last drive, that 95-yard drive that sealed the game, Notre Dame was wiped out. You don't think Travion Henderson wouldn't have gotten those yards too? He would have gotten those same yards. He probably yeah, would have popped dude. for a long run for sure. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind Henderson would have gained at least as much yardage I think he could have even broke one of those for a long run. But credit Son to Williams. I don't want to discredit Williams.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> bus,
1: every day would be Christmas. He wasn't in the game. They had the other guy in the
0: Well, game. he started so that drive. To... Yeah, right. he started the drive and Williams and finished he it.
1: Finish it. Yeah, well, And he didn't finish it. Yeah, And again, I'm not saying Trey's not a great back. And I'm not saying he shouldn't be the starter. He is going to be the starter. He does have breakaway speed. But I also don't think – I mean, that Mayan Williams – gets hit and he goes for another five yards almost every goddamn time he gets the ball. So, you know, and, uh, and, Had,
2: had and Evan you, Pryor not gotten hurt. Pryor, I, I don't think Mayan didn't be in the game that much to be honest with you. Okay.
1: Well, now <laughs> we, we can play the I'm just saying, game on your own. I love time, Mayan, dude. I love he's a great
2: now. back, but like, you know, like, okay. he's not going to take us to the promised land. So
1: we'll see. We'll have to come up with a creative bet. Although. Um, but but it is a great won.
2: problem for us to have. I agree. It is it is a wonderful problem for us to have. Yeah. So How- so if
0: if you start so if you, I'm just looking at that that final drive, the, the one well, not the final drive, but the 95 yard drive. So Henderson started the drive and he started with a run of five yards, of seven yards, uh, and then three, and then he was subbed out for with Mayan Williams. Williams went four eleven. He also had that great catch on the sidelines too. So look, I. I, I don't want to discredit Williams while I'm also making my pitch for for Henderson because he was really great on that drive. I'm just not ready to go there quite yet. One hundred percent agree. Yeah. I'm
2: like I'm love Williams as well. And I yeah. have nothing but like praise for the guy.
1: All right. And the other thing, Zach, you're totally right. Use him like Etienne, right? Yeah. Pick him out of the back. Like if he's not catching the ball up at least three or four times a game, then Dave's not calling a smart game. I agree. Like, that's I Got to be there almost every single time. Like, Bef- that's a great call out as well.
0: Yeah, t- totally. I, before before I kick it back to you, Chad. Yeah, that was one thing that I had mentioned on Twitter that I would like to see Henderson used in the passing game in much the same way that Travis Etienne was used in the passing game at Clemson because I think he has that kind of ability. If we remember his very first touchdown is is a, a Buckeye against Minnesota last year, right? He caught that little flare out and right. just out ran everyone to the end zone. So, uh, and especially if you know, we don't know how long this JSN injury is going to linger. Um, you know, we don't know you know what's going to happen at receiver yet. Maybe it's going to take a little time for Igbuka and Harrison to mature into these elite receivers that we think they're going to be. And if that's the case, why not use Henderson in the pass game? He's the he's the only other guy right now with a proven with proven big play ability, you know, outside of JSN. Anyway, so I'm going to kick this back to you, Chad. Go ahead. What else did you see out of that game that stood out? Well, I mean, and
2: by no like all right so like i just want to make this well-known like he's my boy you know this was like you know a little bit of bullshit from last year kind of just fucking around a bit but you know cj's cj's my boy but uh i don't know if he was that sharp either Mm -hmm. there were some passes he missed in that game
0: he was missing passes Um, early for sure yes he did um
2: and you know but but that's fine i mean you know it's first game the shoe man i mean you've got you know like the, I mean, that was a star-studded sideline. You got LeBron, you got every big Buckeye player that, was that ever fun. played there. How, how amazing was that, for real? How many people came back for that game? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just – it was unbelievable to see all those people on the sidelines. Did but, you guys see you know, the uh... – like, did you guys see the TV
0: ratings for for that game? Ten and a oh, half yeah, million dude, people. It was like um, ten point, like 10. 10 and and a half million million viewers. <laughs> That's three th- three million more than the next game. I think it was LSU yeah. Florida State, right? Right. They had yeah. like seven, uh, like just over seven. Wow, isn't that crazy? So can,
1: can, can, we, can we talk about that for a second? Because, sure. Like, of if, if they, why every school is not doing that, or big time program is not doing that. Is beyond me. Sorry, he's um, not doing what, PBH? And just, I mean, coming out of the gate, we're going to play a marquee top 10. Team oh, right. We're going to yeah. do a home and home. Uh-huh. You know, and not this bullshit Chick fil A shit where we're going to play the, you know, whatever, the Super Dome or the Atlanta Dome. Yeah, right. That, Bush. Yeah, you know, SEC candy ass shit. Bush. Um, but I mean, you know, I mean, to Chad's point, that I mean, Jesus Christ, like Jason Tatum for the bot like what was yeah. that guy doing there? Like,
2: Diddy's like, <laughs> boys was LeBron. You know,
1: yeah. I, I mean, just from an exposure and a recruiting, even if they'd have lost that game, you're still winning, right? And yeah. and next year it's going to be in Notre Dame, like, you know. And I know, I think they've got that pretty much lined up, and you know, they they schedule this crap out decades in advance. But by God, coming out of the gate. You know, at night, um, that that to me just seems like that should be
0: table stakes every single year. Yeah. Right. And if
1: other schools don't copy that, then I, you know, I, I can't imagine why they wouldn't do
0: it. And not a lot of other schools are doing it because there's been a lot of shitty games. I mean, both week one and this week, too. There's just not a lot of marquee games. I mean, you got Alabama. Give Bama a little credit. They're going to Austin to play Texas. And Texas isn't at its peak right now. But that that is, you know, a yeah, game I'm, I'm sure that when it was scheduled – you Look know
2: later but so yeah. see
0: i want to know like so you know how it's so hard
2: um and you know i didn't go down to the shoe because like, there was so many people i wanted like, to like see and hang out like kramer and like all these people like and Barnes brought back. He was like he he said the tailgate was like old school. Like I mean, ran out of booze. He didn't open it until four thirty. He ran out of booze <laughs> at like six o'clock, and he thought he had enough booze for like five hours. Yeah, it was like, packed. That is insane. It like, was was there. Cardell Jones. Like you, you like you saw Cardell. You were there. I did. But like inside the stadium, how like was it? Was it electric inside? Oh, it was electric. Was it, like yeah. fantastic. Yeah, like, you know, because on TV you can't
0: really tell. Looks like it is, but you know. Yeah, and you know, we've—I think—we've all been in Ohio Stadium when the crowd is not—not uh, not a factor. The wine and cheese crowd. Yeah, you know, there's like, a wine like and cheese, one of the cheese crowd. I don't like the shoe,
2: like like that. You know. Yeah. I
0: mean, well, and when things aren't going well, sometimes it can be a front runner crowd. And when yeah, things aren't yeah. going well, they can almost kind of turn on Ohio State. Oh, that turn, was not. Right. Go that dark. was. That was not the case on Saturday. Right. The crowd was was geeked. They uh in the pregame they had Navy Seals parachuting into the stadium. There was a during the halftime show there was a a drone uh coordinated drone show above the scoreboard that was like making oh, nice. making images of Brutus' face, Brutus's face and the best damn <laughs> band in the land and I mean they went all out. Uh the turf looks great. The environment was electric. It was warm, balmy night. The turf. Yeah, yeah
2: that's
0: warm, balmy night. It rained most of the afternoon, <laughs> but it stopped about ninety minutes before kickoff. So the the environment was, yeah, everything you would hope to be for a game like this. It was just, you know, Ohio State struggled and initially, and uh, you know, I think a lot of it had to do with the JSN injury. That I think that really took some wind out of totally. their sails, uh, at least out of the offense, um, which which none of us could have predicted. But right. uh, but you give Notre Dame a little <clears throat> credit. I, I thought they played well. I thought they had a good game plan. I I thought that they uh they they matched up athletically for the most part. Uh, where we've seen them in games like this where it doesn't look like they belong on the same field as the opponent. I don't think that was the case. They had some good athletes out there. I yeah. So my, so my it, it was a Notre good Dame football game. That, yeah. My opinion on
2: Notre Dame is like, you know. Brian Kelly, like, I mean, you got Marcus Freeman and James Laraninus on the sideline. They're getting those, like, I mean, there's something to say about that, getting those kids fired up, coming in that place right there. But I feel like they have some athletes on that team. And I feel like they might be better, like, like, in two years now than... Any team that Kelly had in the, like you know in the last like five years, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, I,
0: I, yeah, I I don't know much about about the about their program. I mean, I just know what my eyes told me, and I thought they came in with a good game plan, and and took advantage. Quite frankly, let's be honest, they took advantage of some key absences for Ohio State, namely JSN as well as oh, yeah. uh, you know um, Julian Fleming. Yeah. Um, But, uh, you know, but at the same time, you know, they were down some personnel as well. You know, lost their best receiver, Avery, before the, the season started. They lost uh, probably Run their back. best interior offensive lineman was unavailable, Jarrett Patterson. So it, it was a good football game. Well, let me ask you this, Paige. I'm going to kick this back to you. Was this, and I think you you hinted at this at the beginning that maybe you were unsure and you're going to need a few weeks to see, but was this a good win for Ohio State or do you do you want to wait and see? What Notre Dame looks like. Right I, I
1: think it was. I you know I think Notre Dame will. You know, so in my head, I'm like, okay, will they lose two more games? I doubt it. I mean, I you know, not looking at their schedule, they sure they have to play Clemson. They do. Um, their defense seems. Their defense seems legit. They're just limited on offense. Right. Um. You know, uh, th- I mean that their, that tight end is really, really good. Yeah. You know, um, but you can kind of take that away or, you know, you can give them a a few plays, but I, you know, I definitely think Notre Dame was better than I expected, especially on defense. Um, and I do agree, like, man, they're going to be hard to root against with Freeman there. Like I want to see them be very successful. Like that, that guy is just awesome. Yeah. Um, Shit, I wish he was some capacity, you know, still on the Buckeye sideline. But, you know, I'm going to root for them. I want him to do well. Uh, I think that team, you know, could it be a dark host or get in the playoff? Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, Mm
0: -hmm. but they're going to have
1: to be better on offense.
0: Yeah, they're going to have to evolve on offense for sure. Chad, what did you think? Was this a good win for Ohio State? One hundred percent. And I'll tell you why. What were the stats on the
2: defensive side of the ball in the second
0: half? Yeah, like 253 total yards of offense, if I'm not mistaken. I can double check that. Yeah. For like total yards. Yeah. Like they stepped up
2: and that was the biggest thing that I was going, I wanted to take away from this game is like, are we there? I mean, like the, from the first kickoff special teams so it's been non-existence for the scarlet and gray they fucking like nailed him down to like the like what like eight nine ten yard line somewhere in that vicinity mm-hmm. i mean special teams look great like the defense balled out i mean like they're gonna like get better Knowles, like i mean we finished like i mean you know there were some bigger games like ohio state finished like with the number eight defense in the first uh couple weeks of college football okay so right. when's the last Good time start. that ever happened
0: well, yeah, 2019, they were good, and, uh, but, but yeah, no, look, I mean, I think it was very positive very positive early returns on the defense, albeit against a pretty limited offense. Ohio State is going to face stiffer tests down the line, to be sure, but, but yeah, I think, look, I mean, oh, anytime course, you can beat, but- Notre Dame is a legitimate playoff contender. And in a chat, I know you like to call them irrelevant, but look, I mean, we're talking about a team that finished number wow, five. You know, it's just because, right? Notre Dame. I just think like, that was Chad finish, like, hyperbole the, pre-game. Yeah, that's Come him on. trolling <laughs> Notre Dame fans for sure. But but I mean, yeah. we're talking about a program that was a, finished number five in the CFP rankings last year. They made the playoff the year before. Also, by the way, they are the most coveted television property in college football. That's that's still available out there, right? That both the SEC and the Big Ten would lop off their left arm to get Notre Dame to join the conference. So I, I think anytime you can get a head-to-head win for your playoff resume against a fellow playoff contender, you, you take it, that's huge. The performance itself, and I said this in the in the recap pod, if we're looking at it through the lens of was it good enough to beat Alabama and Georgia, I don't think that we can say that it was, but it's September it's like, 8th. It's exactly. September 8th, right? You
2: shouldn't even have to like like say that right now. Like right. I mean, you know, like... I don't know. Oregon, like, like, I mean, obviously Oregon's not that good. I mean, so.
1: I don't know, man. Maybe Georgia is that good. I didn't watch one play of that game, so, but when you're beating the team that bad. Dude, they recruit at the same level as the highest state better than in us. Alabama, and they
2: should yeah, be that yeah. good. Yeah. So. But we you know, shouldn't be like I, I, looking I, I, through a lens like on the first game. Like, I mean, like, you know, like, no, I mean, no, let's go no. back no, to like 2014. That, like, you know, like I mean, we can go like we can dissect that so many different ways. Like, I agree with you, Zig, what like, was it the first game? Like, you know, do I think we could beat Alabama or Georgia right now? No. No, no.
0: Like that, in, that was that in, performance in, like, was January? not good enough to, to beat them. No, no, not at all. Right? I but, don't think so. Like,
2: we just got a new defensive coordinator. No, like you know what I mean? I think like that was his first time in the shoe on this field. Like, I mean, you know. Let's get in like you. Let's under which I know we will. Um, you know, like the week of Thanksgiving, like after we kick the shit out of Michigan. Then the will ask, let's see what our answers are. Yeah, I
0: mean, th- th- there's good there. reason to trust Ryan Day's track record, right? And yeah. uh, the, the the notion that they'll figure things out in the passing game, right? You get JS unhealthy, you get Julian Fleming healthy, there's ridiculous talent in that room, and you've got uh, a play call on Ryan Day with a great track, a proven track record when it comes to you know, a, a, an elite passing game, and and I still am a huge believer in C.J. Stroud as a trigger man for that offense, uh, despite what appear to be you know pretty pedestrian numbers. I do I do have a take on C.J. Stroud. I want to share with you guys here in a second.
2: Awesome. Um,
0: so, okay, I got a couple of new, I guess, relatively new observations on the rewatch. I told you I I, I have watched it actually several times on YouTube. The first observation <laughs> of course is you have because <laughs> I'm I'm that kind of a sicko. <laughs> There is a clear drop-off from Ohio State's first group on the defensive line, and I'm talking about Harrison, Tui Malowau, Mike Hall, Teron Vincent, who all started, and then Jack Sawyer, who played starter level snaps. Tui Malowau, Vincent, Hall, Sawyer, in that order, led the defensive line in snaps. I think it was a clear drop-off from that group to the second group, which is Javante, Jean-Baptiste, Tyler Friday, Tyleek Williams, Ty, Ty Hamilton, Jaron Cage. Those guys just were not nearly as effective in my view. It was that second group, namely Jean-Baptiste, Friday at defensive end, Cage and Williams at tackle, that played during Notre Dame's only touchdown drive of the game. And to me, I you know the, Notre Dame was able to move the ball very easily downfield. They were able to move it running, throwing. The first group was way more effective at getting pressure on Buckner. And according to PFF, of Ohio State's 14 pressures on Buckner, 10 of them came from the defensive line and all 10 of those pressures were by the first group. No one from the second group had a quarterback pressure. And then I thought the first group was much better against the run. So that leads me to to my question, which is, and this is just rhetorical, we know that Larry Johnson likes to rotate a lot of players on the defensive line, but Jim Knowles has a different philosophy. Certainly with his position group, he does not rotate a lot of linebackers. We did not see a lot of rotation in the secondary. And Will Knowles is the head coach of the defense. Will he allow Larry Johnson to rotate like he likes to do along the defensive line when you have a clear group, a a first group that is clearly better than the second? So that's that's one observation. And then the second is on C.J. Stroud. And uh, you know, Chad, you you made mention of kind of what was you know a pedestrian night by his standards. Um, I didn't really talk about Stroud in the recap pod, and that was a pretty big oversight on my part. But you know, I, I was actually miserably hungover when I did. I mean, it was just a miracle <laughs> that I did that recap pot. Yeah. I've not had drink, that much. God. I mean, God. I, I've not had that much beer to drink in several years. I mean, oh my God, I hit two different tailgates. <laughs> did you make it out after the game? I, I No, no. I, I, only to get something to eat because I couldn't get anything. The concession lines were so ridiculous that I, I wasn't really able to get anything to eat. Oh, by the way, I walked all over campus, getting to and from all the tailgates I went to, 20 miles according to my wow. iPhone, Holy 20 shit. miles covered. My, oh God. So uh, anyway, I, I digress. I digress. <laughs> I, I digress. Um, no, e- these are, these are good side
1: anecdotes. Yes. I, Could you get, did you have to walk home, stumble home? Or did I,
0: I did. Yes. Yeah, so, so, you know, I, I met up at, um, at at Barnes's tailgate, which was you know right at um you know the uh, club, r- yeah. yeah right by the varsity club, the second tailgate that I went to with some old uh, high school friends was way up Lane Avenue off of Jesse Owens Boulevard near the baseball stadium, and that was a th- oh my th- Lord. that was a thirty-five to forty-minute walk just getting there and then Jesus. back to the stadium. I also ran oh. five miles earlier that morning, and then I did walk all the way home from the game after the game. Ah, uh, to the short north, which is where my Airbnb was. So, you know, drank a lot of beer. However, I got my steps in, boys. I burned a lot of active calories. So, you know, yeah, man, right? It's uh, <laughs> an unconventional
1: like biathlon you did. there. You Drinking beer and that many steps That's pretty, pretty
0: impressive.
2: No rickshaws so, in sight. they like, go up to the baseball field? So, so back How to about Stroud those scooters. Those lime scooters. You couldn't find
0: one of those. Oh, they were all over the place. The, the streets were littered with those things. It was so annoying. Uh, So so back to Stroud, though. Look, I mean, and we talked about this earlier. Notre Dame played with two high safeties. They dropped eight in coverage most of the night. They were, you know, bound and determined to take away the big play from Stroud. So they came in when I thought it was with a pretty good plan. plan. And then, you know, Stroud was down two starters at receiver, including one of the top 10 players in all college football in Smith and Jigba, right? After the first quarter injury to Smith and Jigba, I know he tried to play through it. Clearly wasn't himself. I think he left the game after the first drive of the third quarter. Uh, so that what did that leave Stroud? I mean, two very talented but extremely green receivers in Harrison Jr. and Ibuka. Think about this, boys. For Harrison, it was only his second career start, and for Ibuka, it was his first career start. That's my like. And then after those two, long, right? After those two, it was a former walk-on and a career special teams player in Xavier Johnson, How and a redshirt we- freshman in Jaden Ballard, who between the two of them had one career reception. That's what C.J. Stroud had to work with on Saturday night, and he still completed 71% of his passes, 24 of 34 for 223 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers. And the amazing thing to me, on each of Ohio State's second half scoring drives, he completed nearly identical pinpoint passes along the sideline on a dead run, one to Igbuka on um, their first scoring drive, and then one to Mayan Williams on their second scoring drive that put them up. I believe. Sorry, it was their it was their last scoring drive that put the game out of reach at twenty one to ten. Um, to, but you know those were two throws that he made ridiculous pinpoint throws on a dead run. He took a big hit at the end of both of those throws to extend those scoring drives. In that second one to Williams, third down from the Ohio State twenty four, with the Buckeyes clinging to a four point lead in the fourth quarter. I mean, come on, you need your quarterback to deliver a play. Is there a bigger moment than that? Um, and then. I think both of his uh, touchdown passes were just absolutely surgical. I had a perfect sight line from my seat of the touchdown throw to Ibuka. I mean, Notre Dame had a, high, had a safety over the top and a corner in tight coverage. And Stroud whipped that ball past both of them to Ibuka, who turned it upfield to the end zone. I mean, that was a big-time NFL throw. And then on the touchdown throw to Xavier Johnson, he made Notre Dame pay for bringing both safeties on that blitz. I mean, up to that point, the Notre Dame defense had played basically a perfect game. And the second they make a mistake, Stroud burns him for a touchdown pass to a goddamn walk-on. So, I mean, all things considered, I thought Stroud was pretty good. It was just a weird night, a weird game for Ohio State. And, you know, no one's going to give him any credit for that because the last time we saw him play, he was throwing for a bajillion yards in the Rose Bowl. Um, But I was impressed with Stroud all in all. Like, things weren't going well for him early. And that, to me, is the measure of a champion when you can kind of tough through – uh, you know, tough through th- when things aren't going well. I don't know who's breathing on their mm-hmm. mic really heavy. I think that's UCP, but I can hear you. No, you sound like Darth no, Vader. No, that's vacation. Mine's been on mute yeah. the entire time. Someone's right. breathing like Darth Vader on there. Just a heads up yeah. there. So yeah. So those mouth breather, <laughs> mouth breather <in> endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: well, it's because you had the goddamn Zoom all fucked up. I had to get on my phone. Yeah, that's <laughs> Jackson, true.
2: Okay, so it's my fault. It. Okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I can't believe you're forced out of the gate to blame me on that shit though. <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking the same thing but i'm like i'm sorry cp
1: say so i don't know i'm sitting here to oh my
2: like <laughs> Mike, there's a fucking grizzly bear over in the fucking corner i'm like what the fuck <laughs> is this thing? don't move
0: <laughs> it, 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 one last thing i'll say one last thing the i thought the offensive line was actually pretty good especially in the fourth quarter on that 95 yard drive when everybody in the stadium knew ohio state was running the ball we bitched about last year when ohio state needed to get tough yards and everybody knew they were going to run it they couldn't get it you know that that Possession against Michigan to start the third quarter, perfect example. Well, you know, with a game on the line on that final drive, 95-yard drive, I thought the offensive line really, really delivered. I also uh, thought it was notable that Notre Dame's star edge rusher Isaiah Foskey, complete non-factor in that game. He, was, uh, he finished with 11 sacks last year. He was Notre Dame's highest-graded defender in 2021. He finished the game with one quarterback pressure. Boys, the left side of that offensive line with Paris Johnson Jr. and Donovan Jackson—I mean, that's about as talented as you can get. I'm really hopeful Ryan Day just like, dude, run behind those dudes thirty to thirty-five times a game. Okay, I'm done. Those are, those are my 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 new observations based on the rewatch page. I want to kick this back to you. Any other observations you want to share with our listeners about Saturday night?
1: That that touchdown to Ibuka like reminded me of like when Steph Curry shoots the ball from, like, half court. Because when he threw that ball, oh, I thought it was you, you were like, if that ball is one yard behind where he put it, it's a pick six. Right. There was two guys right there that were in perfect position. Like, the fact that he even had the balls to throw that in the way that he did was astounding. And then the one to Williams, nobody, I don't fucking care who you are, nobody rolls out to their right. With that much in a full sprint and throws the ball back behind their body and put it where he put it and Williams caught that ball. Those are two of honestly the most astounding passes I have. You know, I mean, shit. Yeah. I say quarterback maybe is ever. They were insane throws. Yeah. Did he miss some throws? Yeah, he totally did. But you know, to your point, like seventy-one percent. I didn't realize it was that high. I was pretty surprised when I saw that or you pointed that out. Um, but. Man, he makes some some throws that are literally jaw dropping.
0: Yeah, he really does. Well, he did. He had two of those throws that oh. you just described—the one to Williams and then yeah. earlier in the game. So, yeah, amazing. How about you, CP? Any other any other observations you want to share about the the Notre Dame game?
2: Uh, you know what? Honestly, like I am, I'm all good. Like you know, I, I think uh, somebody you're going to see on the defense, like as a permanent fixture, is going to be Lantham Ransom. Um, he was good. Nathan I'm Ransom was really be good. There. Tommy Eichenberg, kids stepping up. Um, I think that, you know, as we evolve, like, you know, we'll wax Arkansas State. I don't even know what the line is on that. We'll, we'll get but to like, that in a what? second. We'll get
0: to that in a right. second, Steve. Okay. I feel good. Good, good. All right. So let's do this. Let's talk about what we got right in our prediction pod and what we got wrong. We don't have to go over everything. I'll get us started. <laughs> Where I was right, a oh. Ibuka. He played all 71 offensive snaps. He finished with nine catches on 11 targets for 90 yards and a 31-yard touchdown catch. He also returned punts and kickoffs. And I thought that was a real nice debut in a first career start as a Buckeye. I mean, Ryan Day, that coaching staff, has, you know he has their ultimate trust when you're playing 71, all 71 offensive snaps and returning punts and kickoffs. The moment was not too big for Igbuk on Saturday night. And I think he's only going to get better. Where I was wrong, Josh Proctor. And I don't think I've been any more wrong on any one thing in my entire life as a Buckeye fan than I was about Josh Proctor in this game. As you guys know, I was talking him up in the preview pod. I was expecting big things out of Proctor, not only against Notre Dame, but this season. I really thought Knoll's defense was tailor made for him, you know, safety driven defense. And then, you know, first play from scrimmage. Proctor misses a what was should have been a routine tackle on Lorenzo Styles Jr. And, and the play that should have only gone for 10 yards goes for 54. It sets up Notre Dame's first points of the game. Proctor would be immediately yanked from the game in I favor know. of no Lathan Ransom. Yeah. Yep. Immediately yanked in favor Man, of Ransom, I who is. played great to your point, Chad. Ransom was great. Proctor ended up with only five snaps against the Irish, and he probably lost his starting job as the bandit. That's the name of the position he plays, the bandit to ransom. So, and actually, Ryan Day said on his radio show today that he expects ransom to start, but it's ultimately Perry, El- Perry Eliano's call. So, that's where I was right and where I was horribly wrong. PVH, I'm going to kick it back to you. Where were you right and wrong?
1: Oh, I, to, to, to that, Sloner and I were 300 uh, points wrong, $300. Wrong. I was wrong <laughs> about everything, we got nothing right.
0: Yeah, we were all way um, off on the score. I, mean,
1: <laughs> I was way off on the score. I was way off on the way it would go down. I was way
0: off on my best, but that was
1: pretty much Sloaner's fault. Um, <laughs> I think maybe the only thing I had mildly right was Eichenberger. I was just kind of in.
0: Eichenberg, yeah, him. Eichenberg. There's no er at the end of that, by the way. Eichenberg.
1: Okay, Krakenberg, <laughs> Eichenberg, whatever. Same guy. Um, he played a good game. Other he was than great. Other uh, uh, I, I had I had nothing right. But back to your, did you happen to read that article in Eleven Warriors about Proctor?
0: I missed um, it now.
1: Yeah, it was it was kind of interesting. They, they did a whole, you know, transfer story about it. Yeah, and you know, they, they they definitely pulled him out. But it was all about, hey, it was just you know a moment in time. You're going to play a big role on this mm-hmm. team. So I wouldn't be too hard on yourself, Zach, about Proctor. Um, <laughs> you know, he, well, it, he definitely goes for the kill, right? And yeah. he whipped. He, it. it you know, it, it can be very costly, but he likes to bring the wood. And I think they try and, you know, they don't want to completely take that out of his game, but they somehow need to figure out how to control it. Right. But it, it doesn't seem to, con- you know, it, it's all or nothing for
0: that guy. It, he, so. He's way too boom um, or bust. You can't be boomer bust as yeah, a safety. The You're stuff, the yeah. last line of defense. I mean, you, you have to be really, quite yeah. frankly, the, the way Lathan Ransom played. I mean, those big hits are yeah. are awesome and ooze and ahs and everybody loves it. Um, But... But look, just I'd rather you just make the tackle, bring the guy to the ground, and 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 Ransom was was way more effective at that. And and I, look, I, I know Eliano said, well, I just wanted to call. What are the coaches going to say? Of course, they're not going to say, well, he's benched for the rest of the season. I thought it was a really bad sign that he got such a quick hook, and he only had five snaps total in that game. Um, yeah. I I I worry, as you guys know, I'm his biggest fan, so I, I'm not trying to disparage him at all. But I thought that was a really bad sign for him. And also considering, look, Eliano didn't recruit him, Knowles didn't recruit him. Those guys don't owe him anything. And uh, so that's a really bad horror. sign for for Proctor. I, I hope you're right, PBH. I'd love to see him play a role. But man, he can't be that boomer bust. You got to make that tackle. That's a ten yard. That's a ten yard gain. You can't give a. You know. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, how about the brass balls? On Knowles sending a corner blitz <laughs> on the opening play. Yeah, no shit. This is yeah. very first play from the defensive, as defensive coordinator, of Ohio State. I mean, man, pretty ballsy call. Um, CP, how about you? What did you get right? What'd you get wrong?
2: You know what? I didn't really get shit right. 58 um, 17, obviously, that was way, way wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Two wongs don't make a way, but it's all good. Like, you know what? And that's why, like, it's so fun, Z, having you being pretty much like, you know, right most of the time. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's, I, he's, I like, he's like our internal governor.
0: Well, no. Yeah, so, so, CPI, out. I will give you credit. Your player to watch was Tommy yeah. Eichenberg on defense. Yeah. And I, he was, a, he was, might've been the player of the game. Like, I think yeah. Mike Hall was probably the defensive player of the game. I think that's, that's the team Ball award down. that he won. But yeah. Yeah. Tommy Eichenberg, two sacks, three oh. tackles for loss. And yeah. So, I I thought he was so great, can I man. A
1: question: So, are we are we happy with our our linebackers now for the first time in five years? Like, how uh, are we doing about our linebackers? I feel like they going to get I thought get Steel Chambers played a pretty good game, right? Yeah. And I think he was in some tackles. Was, yep. Yeah, his role was to just bird dog whatever their quarterback was, right? Because he does have some skills running the ball, and I think that's you know, it's like, look, just you go where that guy goes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how do we? I I'm feeling. I'm feeling pretty pretty good about our linebacker. I, I Definitely pretty, as good as I felt in the last five years.
0: Well, I mean, I think the one thing they they say about Knowles, and this was true at Oklahoma State, is the scheme elevates the talent. And that's why I was so excited about him coming to Ohio State is that he's, he's working with more talent. And if he can elevate the talent that we have, who knows? The sky could be yeah. the limit. I'm with you. I mean, look, uh, you know, this is Eichenberg follows up a Rose Bowl MVP performance with this performance. I'm looking at the PFF grades right now. Steel Chambers was their second highest graded defender against Notre Dame. Tommy Eichenberg was fourth. I I'm I, I tell you, I mean, in that game, one game sample size, I was happy with how they played. I think you've got to credit Knowles for a good scheme for coaching these guys up. By the way, Knowles position group is the linebackers. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I am pleasantly surprised about Eichenberg. I was not sure. I, I told you guys in our Rose Bowl pre, uh, recap pod that we did back in January that I thought Eichenberg might have gotten the Brendan White treatment as the Rose Bowl MVP who uh, would ended up transferring out because a new coaching staff came in the following year. And that has not happened. I mean, Eichenberg earned Knoll's trust right out of the gates and he was fantastic. He looked like what I would expect. From an Ohio State linebacker, making plays at the line of scrimmage, behind the line right. of scrimmage, um, you know, not eight, nine yards downfield, uh, reading yeah. and reacting, making good reads, looking uh, fast and explosive. I, I One game sample size, but I was really happy with what I saw. Yeah. What do you, How about you, CP? I, I'd
2: like to say one other thing about like – you know, he didn't get all the stats, you know, but like Jack Sawyer, like, like you watched the game multiple, he was in, like, he was a disruptor. Like, so like, like he might not have gotten stats for the tackles or that, but like a lot of the plays that he made um, being the disruptor were, you know, he's not going to get all the stats padded for him, but he, he, he balled out that game. So, I mean, I, I just wanted to mention that, but the whole high thing, (laughs) thing, just reminded me when Paige and I were in Oregon last year, like, Page and I got separated because it was just <laughs> insane going in there. And like, I got to the, uh, the, uh, fans, like, I was like, I'm Tommy Eikenberg's uncle. <laughs> like, I got to get in here. I was like, like the family. Like I got to that gate. <laughs> You're like, Oh my God. Like, I'm like, like I flew. From California. <laughs> like but yeah. But Eikenberg's all good. Like I was glad, like, I got something right about that, but like, yeah, you know.
0: Y- yeah. That was good. a good call. I-, I don't know if you guys saw the post game interviews with Eichenberg. I think Latham Ransom was out there as well. And, and there was one other player. Oh, it was uh, Mike Hall, who was awesome. Mike Hall was- Oh my God. I, I gushed a about him-
2: freshman, man.
0: I, I gushed about him in, in the recap pod on Sunday. So I, I don't want to go through it again, but I'm really, really excited about Mike Hall. Um, I, I don't know if you've noticed that when Jack Sawyer is out there playing the Jack position and they go to three down linemen, Mike Hall's actually playing defensive end he's lined up over yeah. a tackle uh, over a tackle and, and not amazing. over a, a guard so i'm uh, really excited about him but but uh, you know i already made my point about him don't want to don't want to belabor it but um well listen guys uh, why don't we turn our attention to you know saturday's matchup against the arkansas state red wolves the game is a noon eastern kick on big 10 network the line is ohio state <laughs> minus 44 and a half The over-under is 68 and a half. The Red Wolves finished the 2021 season 2-10 in last place. Uh, That's good for last place in the Sun Belt's West Division. But they opened this season with a 58-3 drubbing of grambling last Saturday. Arkansas State is led by former Cincinnati and Tennessee head coach Butch Jones. Their defensive coordinator, Rob Harley is a former Ohio State walk-on who played under Jim Tressel, and is the distant relative of former OSU great Chick Harley. A little bit of tri- trivia for you, yeah. And the, wow, Red- the Red Wolves are not entirely devoid of talent. In fact, they have a bunch of notable transfers from the Power Five, including quarterback James Blackman, who started 24 games and threw 43 touchdown passes at Florida State before transferring wow. to Arkansas State. Running back Johnny Lang, played four seasons at Iowa State. So Lang ran for 124 yards and 13 carries and a touchdown last week against Grambling. Not not too shabby. Uh, Here's a name Ohio State fans are going to remember. Brian Sneed, the former Ohio State running back who was dismissed dismissed from the program back in 2018 after sexual assault allegations. They have a wide receiver by the name of Champ Flemings who played four seasons at Oregon State. Lastly, defensive end Kevon Bennett, He's the son of former Pro Bowl linebacker Cornelius Bennett, who played for all those great Bills teams back in the 80s. Bennett played four seasons at Tennessee before transferring to Arkansas State last season. He was a second-team all-sun belt selection. So, that's probably way way more than any of us wanted to know about arkansas state. That,
2: that's that's kind <laughs> of cool. like that's kind of crazy though man like sneed's going to be coming back into the
0: shoe. that's going to be kind of cool for him. yeah, you know? for, that's, sure. That's for sure, for cool. sure. probably going to be a long day for him, but but yeah, yeah. sneed comes back so look, I, I don't think we need to bother with any concernometer readouts here for this game. I think we can all safely say it's a it's a zero for this one. Maybe even a negative oh, readout. No man, like don't speak to <laughs> you, wow, just don't really? speak for yourself. I was going to go for about three and a half. Oh, so, okay, all right. I mean, we can do them if you want, but uh, but <laughs> I, I am assuming we none of us have any major concerns about this game. So, Paige, I want to kick this over to you. What are you going to be looking for in this game, and why don't you? While we're while you're at it, give me a score prediction.
1: Well, I was looking to you for a score prediction because Sloaner and I talked about that. We needed to hear what you just said about Arkansas State before we try and you know get back on track <laughs> with our bets. Um, we're down, we're down a little bit of dough, but you know it's early in the season. Um, Is that three fifty with know, juice or just, no juice? Uh, too too many dumb parlays. Right, it, it, oh, it's never working. I get sucked in by the by the glory of trying to pick three things right when I can't even pick one thing right. Um, but one day I'll learn. Um, uh, dude, I, I mean, I seriously, like, I, I kind of, I, I what's the line? 44?
0: Yes, 44 I mean, I, and a I half. Think the
1: big, I, I think the big thing is, does the offense get back on track? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't actually love Ohio State to cover, to be honest with you. It's a big um, line. And it's gonna be, dude. It's gonna be one of those quintessential letdown. Noon starts. Mm. Um, I could totally see them being flat. Um, And so, and again, I'm I'm always wrong. And so my gut tells me this might be closer than we think. I mean, I'm not concerned that they're gonna lose the game. But if you put a gun to my head right now, I think you know, I think it could be they could be a little flat, and I think. You know, this could be you know some pedestrian like thirty-eight to ten games. It's a complete wow lower game. I hope that I hope I'm wrong. I probably will be wrong, but once you follow
0: up that was some heavy, with some heavy deep breathing, <laughs>
2: totally. Yeah, why not?
0: <laughs> okay, a, all a right. So, you, yeah. so, is there is there anything that you want to see out of Ohio State in this game that that's you know what what are you going to be looking for on the field from Ohio State? Uh,
1: Just of the, the offense to you know right. get it clicking a little bit better, right? Maybe. Okay. Uh, you know let's just see more what we expected to see against Notre Dame the offense that we expected to see against Arkansas State though but again you know like oh, what does that really mean um I I do think Arkansas State has some weapons on offense I I read that you know that guy from Florida State he's
0: Blackman yeah literally
1: like a six years yeah he's like a sixth year so yeah you know they they might be able to be a, a teeny bit formidable on offense so let's let's just see a continuation of what the defense did and see if the offense can get back on track. Um, I certainly hope I don't see, you know, Smith and Jigba out there. Like why yeah, in the you world both. Would play that guy? Yeah. You know, I mean, come on play. You're playing for the, you know, the, the long game here. So hopefully he's not out there. Um, I love the Xavier Johnson story. Like just with <laughs> the, the irony of the absurdity of how Hartline has recruited the wide receiver position that Arguably, you know the second biggest play of the Notre Dame game was by a walk-on wide receiver catching the touchdown. <laughs> so maybe seeing him getting some more touches.
0: All right, okay. How about you, CP? What 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 are you going to be looking for from Ohio State in this game? And give me a score prediction.
2: Um, I'm going to cut mine a lot shorter than Van uh, Van Long. There, <laughs> okay. Van Hang Breath. On.
1: Van Breathing.
2: Yeah, Van Breath. Um, I want to see the offensive line just manhandle these little bitches. That's what I want to see. And no disrespect to the Arkansas, State, you know, the
0: what are they, what are they, Zach? Uh, they are the Red Wolves. Uh, to, oh, the to your Red point. Wolves. They had the worst okay. rush defense in the FBS last year. Okay.
2: All right. So yeah, Steve sounds like he's gonna like it's, it's I want to see the offensive line manhandle the red dragons. Um, dread, dread, dread. <laughs> so you got the Razorbacks and the red dragons, but the, the I red want wolves, to see the offensive yeah. line manhandle them, the wolves. And, you know, we know that, they, that we're going to get the touches. You know what? I'm anxious to see what uh, Dallas Hayden's going to do in the second half. That kid, mm-hmm. uh, they said he had a great spring. He's the one that's going to step up for, um, you know, Evan Pryor since he got hurt. You know, you're going to see Mayan and like, you know, obviously Trey, Trey at the first half, you know, you're going to see Dallas Hayden in there in the second half ranks to see how he does. Okay. Um. And you know what? Ohio State, like they cover 80% of the time over the last like five years, I think it is. It's between 75 and 80%. So, of course, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to stick with the 58. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, 58 to 10.
0: Fifty-eight, ten. Okay. Go box.
2: Hey, right. can I say one other thing before? Sure. like, Because I know you're going to wrap everything up. Notre Dame still hasn't beaten a Buckeyes since
0: 1936. Bitches. I love it. I love it. Yeah, what are they on? Uh, a <laughs> yeah. Five-game losing streak, right? We beat them twice in the 90s, two bowl games in the 2000s, and then uh, – Yeah. Yeah, in the aughts, and then it, what, 2015, and then – and then this one, yeah. So five-game losing streak. I love it. 1936. <laughs> um, my, my score prediction is Ohio State 63-10. I'd be stunned if Jackson Smith and Jigba plays. I'm with you, PBH. Uh, there's absolutely no reason for him to play in this game. And this game should be over by halftime. And to your point, PBH, unless there's a bit of a letdown. And I think we're going to learn a little something about this team. If, um, if there is or isn't a letdown, if there isn't a letdown, uh, I, I think that's a good sign. Uh, Ohio State has some very interesting reserves who did not get much, if any, action against Notre Dame that I'm interested in, uh, especially on defense. And I'm hoping to see we get a, a, a I'm hoping we we get a glimpse of C.J. Hicks and Sonny Styles. I'd like to see a little bit of Chip Trainum, the Arizona State transfer who converted from running back to linebacker. It was Trainum who had the tackle on the opening kickoff against Notre Dame. he flew down there and just blew up the kick returner. And then I'd like to see a little Jordan, Jordan Hancock at cornerback, assuming he's healthy. I don't know if he is. I don't even think he dressed for the game last week, and and J.K. Johnson as well. So those are some young players, some reserves that I'm you, I'm I'm hoping get time, and we you see You think some Hicks flashes. will get some time, C.J.? I, I'm hoping we'll see. I mean, C.J. Hicks, Sonny Styles. I'd love to see those kids. I'd like um, to see Reed Carico. Like
2: I Carico, like, you know. sure.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Sorry, right. I said I was done. No, how how
1: I, about how about your boy Gee Scott Jr. Chad?
0: Yeah, I seem to recall Gee Scott Jr. Yeah, He's going to have a breakout season. He is. We haven't seen him yet. I mean, look at that position. You're you're a glorified offensive lineman. They they throw you a bone Dude's here a, and there. A, you you got to block. See how big he's gotten? It's insane. It's it is, but I mean, I don't know if he's got the brute strength, the girth that you need to play tight end at Ohio State and move linebackers around and and sometimes defensive linemen. And that's really the. I'm at Ohio State, right? You, you're a blocker first, you you get your pass catcher second. But no, I'm hoping for him. Might it would be great to find a role for him for sure. There's so many young players, like I, you know, like that just
2: I mean, they were brought here for a reason. So, like hopefully, you know, we're gonna see
0: a lot of them in the second half. All right, boys. So finally, I want to get your thoughts on Bama, Texas. Mm-hmm. That is unfortunately also a noon eastern kick. It's on Fox, so it's pl- being played at the same time as Ohio State. Arkansas State. The line is Bama minus twenty. The over under is sixty five and a half. What do we think, CP? I want to kick this to you. Can Quinn Ewers and Bijan Robinson make that game interesting?
1: Your BFF, I, your I your, really your mullet really, that you dream about. This him? is uh, <laughs> this
0: is like
2: fucking like this goes out to shout out to Strumwagon, dude. He sent a mullet picture out. He's like, Stroud is that good. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did, no, but like uh, you know, I mean that's a lot. Like tw- like they're coming into Texas and they're
0: they're you know yeah, twenty point 20 favorites,
2: underdogs. That's insane. Twenty point
0: favorites, yeah, yeah. Bama is, yeah, yeah, right. But so like it's in Texas, correct? It is, yeah. It's in Austin. Yeah, what do you but, think? Can Texas so- make it interesting?
2: Uh you know what? I you know what? I I mean I I don't know. I think they covered spread.
0: Okay. All right. You like Emma? I gamma. think this is
2: the first time they do. Like, like, you know what? Like, everybody's expecting Sark. He's like, he's been playing in the media. Oh, you know, hey, like, this game is not going to define our season. We'll still like, you know, be Big Twelve. I think my boy Mollet, like our boy, like my boy, is going to come up, man. I think he's going to step up. He's going to show why he was the number one quarterback in the country. And uh, I think they cover. They don't win, but they cover. They don't. No, they don't win. No, they cover. Okay.
0: All right. Pbh, about They you? don't
2: get embarrassed.
0: Okay. How about you, Pbh?
1: I, you know, f- prediction wise, uh, uh, fuck, I'll say they win. Why not? I mean, I know nothing. <laughs> about the no, they can't beat Alabama. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's super, super intriguing, right? Like with the mullet. Yeah. Uh, see how good he is. I think he had a pretty good game. I, I forget who they beat last weekend, but I thought it was pretty, pretty big. Alabama's uh, just too good, you yeah.
0: know? Yeah. Um, uh, but again, what what time is that game? Is it It's, it's at the exact same Fox. time as the Ohio State game. It's it's Fox's big they noon kick. So... Yeah. Fuck
1: I mean, they gotta coordinate. Like, why isn't that game under the light? Like that's the way that game should be. Like I don't want to watch that game at ten in the morning.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, it was yeah, disappointing so and,
2: and frustrating. And, yeah, much better to watch McConaughey after a few bourbons. Like like freaking oh, out. Oh yeah, lines.
1: Matthew on the sideline uh, just blowing mean, out of his mind. That right. that is must TV with mullet. Sign me <laughs> up. I, that's, yeah, that's dude. Exciting.
2: Woody Harrelson will probably be there. Like all smoked out with McConaughey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping for a good game, but man, Bama's is just so you know lethal. In these situations, however, what's different about this game is it's not a neutral site game. And for the longest time, you know, Saban yeah. wouldn't play these on on you know the opposition's home field. He'd always insist on Dude, on a neutral that, site.
1: Bijan Robinson is a bitch, man. Yeah. That guy is he's nah he's going way ahead of Trey in the draft, so we can say that right now. But you know, maybe I don't know. I kind of got a sneaky feeling about Texas, actually.
0: I hope so. It would be fun. It, I mean, it, at least a good game. I, I'm not expecting the win. I think Bama probably takes care of business. But hey, I am here for a you know, a, you know, some 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 drama. I'd, I'd love to see it. All right, boys. Well, hey, listen, is that really, we are not we the only other good game the whole weekend. It's it's There's it's kind of good? yeah. It's kind of a lousy slate. It's it's not it's the been long, a great slate.
2: Yeah, it's long before the you know the storm.
0: Yeah, not not a ton of really intriguing games. Um, you know, I'm kind of looking up the, you know, top 10. Let me have a look at the schedule here. So you got later in the evening, you've got Baylor BYU, that's a number 9 versus number 21. That could be interesting. Michigan's playing Hawaii. I mean, come on. Um, you've got uh, number 20 Kentucky at number 12 Florida. That could get interesting. Uh Kind of a sneaky good matchup, Washington State at Wisconsin. And you've got Tennessee, number 24, Tennessee visiting Pittsburgh. But no, I mean, look, I mean, outside of Alabama, Texas, I, you know, I don't see, uh, you know, a lot of intrigue in any of those games. Notre Dame is at home against Marshall. They're a 20 and a half point favorite in that game. Not a ton to love about the week two slate. Um, You know, wish there were more games for us to really get excited about.
1: Well, and, and again, goes back to my earlier point. Like control the narrative, college football. Like Ohio State Notre Dame, that was phenomenal last weekend, right? Mm-hmm. You get ten million eyeballs, star studded. I mean, people on the sidelines, and and nobody's even doing it in week two. Like, I mean, I think that's I know it's coming. Hard to coordinate
0: this. I, I, I think that's coming. If you think about it, and this is this is actually one thing maybe we should touch on real quick before we hang up. I mean, you know. The expansion to 12 uh, team playoff, right? I mean, that was just announced, right, uh, Friday before a holiday week, and kind of, oh, by the way, we are, you know, we we've approved a twelve team playoff. Now the question oh, is, so can bad. they get that instituted uh, with you know before twenty twenty six, which is when the current playoff format expires? Some people think it can get done, but I think when they do, the field does expand to twelve, we're going to start seeing more intriguing regular season matchups because teams can they, they can afford to drop a game or two and still qualify for the yeah, playoff. And-
1: Well, and look at Notre Dame, right? Like, they're totally still in it, right? If their worst loss is a road loss to High State game one, right? Dude, if they run the table, you know, I mean, it's uh, possible. A few things have to break their way, but they're going to be in the final four, let alone the final. Well, I think they can beat that
0: Clemson team. I was not impressed with Clemson uh, over the weekend. They played Monday night. And they, they, ha- they get they get Clemson have in another the-
2: quarterback situation on his hands. He's going to be benching DJ. He'll be like I, I guess he has four games like the like I don't like I guess I did, like just heard this like you get like the first four games and then like you like you still have your gear left. So he could go into the transfer portal because that guy is going to take his place and he's not that great.
0: Yeah, yeah, I wasn't impressed. And Notre Dame gets that game at home. That's a game they can win. They've got a, a really interesting matchup with USC. They're kind of a sexy chic pick to make the playoff, right? Lincoln Riley's there. So, uh, Notre Dame has the schedule to recover from that loss and, you know, they, they could very well end up there. But, you know, it, I always feel well, the like The fact that they only dropped 3 spots, right? That tells you They're right in it. They're right in it. And if Ohio State stumbles, yeah, totally. you know, that they, they you know, yeah. well, Ohio State would have to stumble twice for them to 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 leapfrog Ohio State, but um, yeah, man. I Notre Dame is in in a really good position, I think. and they quitted themselves pretty well, I thought last week. I was pretty impressed with them. they they, yeah, they were they were um, better than I thought they would be. All right, boys. listen, we are well over an hour now. Thanks so much for making the time. Uh, let's get together again next week. We can talk about Arkansas State and have a look at Toledo. been listening to the South Stands, a Buckeye football podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and visit our website at southstandsosu.com.